You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with the heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. You have a Bible, if you'd like to grab one there in front of you, you open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we'll look at verses 1 through 6 this afternoon. As you're opening there, I do want to say a word of gratitude to the good people here at the Cathedral Church of the Advent for the kind invitation uh, to come preach here at the Lenten series. And uh, I know you were all hoping and praying that you could go out with a bang this year, and so I regret to inform you that that won't be the case. Uh, So we do pray that the meatloaf and good preaching will return here in just a, a few weeks. Thank you, Andrew. You are a dear brother and friend, and thank you for this kind invitation. And I do want to say, uh, before we turn to this text, how impressed I've been and what a kindness it's been to be on the receiving end, both my wife Whitney and I, of the amazing hospitality of the folks here at the Advent uh, yesterday and today. And so the Lord's been so kind uh, to bring us here. And these are certainly interesting days that we're living in right now, but we do thank God For what, as Andrew has said, the prophet Isaiah told us, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Hear the word of the Lord from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to read to you in verses 1 through 6. And bear in mind that as the words on this page are being read, God himself is speaking to us. Beginning verse 1. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. O Lord our God, this very day, We are in need of the sturdy and sure word that you've given us. And God, today we pray our hope would be in the gospel. So Father, I pray that as we look out into a dark world, that we would hold fast the sure and steadfast steadfast hope that we have in Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. One night in the middle of the night, A few years ago, I learned that the Gadsden, Alabama Police Department and I have different senses of humor. We uh, just think different sorts of things are funny. The alarm went off at the church in the middle of the night, and so the police had to go up there to clear the building. And so I met them there. It was one or two in the morning. And and so as I walked in there, it's dark in the church at night. Uh, There's no lights on. It's a little bit spooky. And so they went and cleared out the church, and they came and met me back in the hallway. They said, they just kind of had a funny look on their face. I did. In fact, when you're in your church in the middle of the night with the police, and they look a little scared, it's, it's unnerving. And so I said, guys, what's going on? Is everything okay? And they said, man, no, no, it's fine. It's just it's kind of spooky in here. 
I said, well, you're the ones with guns, you know. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm the one that needs to be scared. And they said, no, man, you, you don't think there are any, any ghosts down there, do you? And I said, well, no, there's no such thing as ghosts. There might be a demon, but there's no ghosts down there. They didn't think it was funny. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't find the sense of humor the same as I did. Another night, I needed something from my study. And my daughter, she's eight years old, she decided she wanted to go with me. And immediately, as we walked into the church, it's dark. Uh, the, as cars go by on the road outside, there's shadows. And it's just a little spooky as you walk through the church. As we walked in, I realized she regretted it almost immediately. She's just staying so tight to me as we walk through the church at night. What you've got to understand is when we moved to Gadsden for me to be the pastor at First Baptist Church, our daughter was six months old. And so our two boys have been born since we were there in Gadsden. And so all three of our kids are little church mice. They just, if, you, if they get loose in the church, they love it. They run around. They know everybody. It's, it's really a second home for them. And so for her, this place she loved, the place she cared about so much, had been transformed by darkness. It was a different place than the place she was used to. And listen, y'all, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I walk just a little bit faster when I'm walking through the church at night. I want to kind of get out of there myself. We all understand that when it's dark, things can be transformed. Don't we recognize that this is true of our world as well? Can't we look out and see that this good world that our Father made? God made this world and He said that it was good. Can't we look out and recognize the way that it's been transformed by sin? Each and every one of us, even now at this moment, could go in our minds to something that God made to be good. It's been transformed by darkness. It's been transformed by sin. And even on a day like today, in, in strange times like the ones we're in, where we see this virus that's wreaking havoc on the world around us in so many different ways, we look out and we recognize this is not the world as God intended it to be. We live in a Genesis 3 world. We live in a fallen world. We must all reckon with darkness in the world. We, we, we must all have a sense of, of the darkness that's around us, of the fallenness of the world around us. And this afternoon, simply, I want to just show you, demonstrate to you three simple truths that I think will help you navigate the dark world that we live in with gospel light. God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And in, I hope and pray that you'll see the way that the gospel is a light shining in the darkness, that Jesus provides light for us even in a dark world. So let me just show you three things from this text this afternoon. Here's the first. The darkness cannot damper our witness. The, the, the darkness cannot damper our gospel witness. Therefore, Paul says, verse 1, having this ministry by the mercy of God, what? We do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. See, I believe every Christian has a storm front in their heart. Every Christian, based on the fact we live in this world as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ... Every Christian, therefore, has an internal storm front in their heart. You see, on one side of this storm front, you have the glory of Christ. 
and the beauty of the gospel, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. You come to church on the Lord's Day and you just experience the sweetness of the gospel. You spend time in your daily devotions and you experience the glory of Christ. We as Christians have moments where we can sense the presence of God in our lives and hearts. We're overcome at times with the beauty and glory of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can taste heaven. We know God. We know His Christ personally in our hearts. And yet all around us is darkness. All around us we can see the depth of wickedness in the world and even in our own hearts. We feel the darkness even in our own hearts that can tempt us to abandon a pure faith in Christ. And so we have sort of a dual temptation that we face because of this reality. In one sense, we can become discouraged. We, we can lose heart. We, we can find ourselves struggling to, to simply believe in Jesus. We can start to be discouraged and, and lose this sense of trust and faith that Jesus is in control. No matter what's happening in the world around us. So we're tempted on one side to lose heart. But on the other side, there's another temptation. We, we can also be tempted to overcompensate for the darkness around us and lose trust in the gospel by using disgraceful and underhanded ways. We can start to use worldly means to try to win people to Jesus. We can try to use cunning and try to tamper with God's word. We can try to start to kind of finesse the Bible a little bit so that, so that well, if we're going to reach people in this sort of world, we need to change the message to make sure that that's the case. Or we begin to make promises that the Bible doesn't make. Oh yeah, if you'll, if you'll believe in Jesus and obey Jesus, then you'll be blessed with good health. You'll be blessed with wealth. Or we begin to offer forgiveness or tell people that things are okay. We begin to say, peace, peace, where there is no peace. Oh, that's not really a sin. The God I serve doesn't say that's a problem. Do you see how the darkness can damper our witness of the gospel and our witness to the gospel? We must be the sort of people and we must be the kind of churches that are willing to stand on the gospel no matter what. We do not lose heart. We do not become discouraged. We do not become chicken little and say the world is ending because when the world ends, it means Jesus is coming to take us home. But we also must make sure that we stand on the gospel no matter what. Even in the dark world, we must press into gospel witness. But we must also remember, second of all, that the devil wants to keep us in the dark. The devil wants to keep us in the dark. The gospel, the Bible says, is veiled to those who are perishing. Do you see what Paul says? Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. How haunting it is to think of the veiling of the gospel to those who are perishing. Our sin and our darkness that's in our own hearts veils the gospel to us so that we cannot see the light and the glory of the gospel of Christ. The God of this world, Paul says, that is the devil himself, has blinded their hearts. You know, we can easily be discouraged by this fact. And yet what I want to encourage you in today are two things. 
First of all, you too were once blinded. So don't lose hope. In other words, if you can be saved, if, if the veil can be lifted for you, a good Episcopalian or a good Baptist, if the veil can be lifted for you, can the veil be lifted for those who we secretly think are beyond the reach of the gospel? And perhaps there are some of you here today who feel like you're beyond the reach of the gospel. You're here looking for hope. The guy in the tie in the pulpit was once blinded too. It's only by grace that we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But also, not only do we remember that we too were once blinded, but we also remember that Satan is ultimately defeated. We don't lose hope because we recognize even though Satan right now seems to have sway, even though he seems as if, and in the Bible says he is the God of this world, nonetheless we have to look and we have to see and we have to recognize that ultimately Satan's days are numbered. He is defeated. The gospel is stronger and greater than the one who is doing the veiling. We heard from a great Lutheran yesterday. Let's hear from another one today. And though this world with devils filled, Martin Luther said, should threaten to undo us. We will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. Christ is victorious. My friends, there's temptation in the dark. There's the reality of the work of the devil, but praise God. And finally this afternoon, there's good news for a dark world. There's good news for those who walk in darkness. We have seen a great light. For what we proclaim, Paul says in verse 5, is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The same God who by His Word spoke the world into existence. The same God who spoke, let there be light, and there was light. That same God is the one who has sent His Son into the world to bring light into a dark world. We need to think about this fact. The world is not the only place that's dark. We need to evaluate our own hearts as well. And that's something that's often hard for us to admit. I am a sinner. Apart from Christ and apart from the grace of God, my heart is a dark place too. But there's good news because the God of creation is also the God of new creation. Not only in the world as a whole, but in our very Hearts, We are being pointed to Jesus because unlike Moses who, who had the glory fade off his face, the glory in the face of Christ doesn't fade. He, he hasn't brought us the law like Moses did written in tablets of stone, but instead Jesus himself has written God's law on our darkened hearts. The light of the glory of God never, ever, ever fades in the face of Jesus Christ. Sometimes my family gets a special treat and on Sunday morning. Sometimes it, the stars align just right and we get to ride to church together. The other day, the whole family, I, 
Sometimes we got three kids in the back seat, and I immediately regret it. But I, I, in the end, I, I'm always glad we did. The other day, our whole family rode together to church, and I was walking around to the back of the car to grab my briefcase out of the car as we walked into First Baptist Church on the Lord's Day. And as I was grabbing my briefcase, I looked around, and I saw all three of my kids running into church. Drive slow in church parking lots. Kids were running into church. It was daytime. The lights were on. Miss Peggy's waiting in the nursery. People they know and love are there. And as they run in, there's a real sense of joy. No worry, no fear, no trepidation, no anxiety. Just joy and peace and excitement and love as they get to run into this church building that they love so much. You see, my friends, that's the difference that light can make when it shines in a dark place. This morning, this afternoon, I ask you, where is your gaze fixed? Are you in a dark place today? As we look out into a dark world, a world changed by sin, a world that is not as God created it to be, as we look out and we recognize there really are demons out there, Satan really is prowling around out there in the dark like a lion seeking whom he may devour. We are Christians. You can be a Christian by faith. And we do not lose heart. We don't give in. We don't participate in the darkness. Instead, we look to the face of Jesus. No matter how dark it is around us, we look to Jesus where the glory of God never fades, where there's light shining and the darkness has not overcome it. And we can see Him and we can look to Him without fear now and forevermore. Let's pray. Lord, for Jesus Christ, we thank You. We thank you for his glory. And Lord, we thank you for this opportunity we have in uncertain times, in dark days, in a world in desperate need. We thank you for this opportunity we have to come together before lunch to look at the face of Jesus where your glory and your gospel shines now and forevermore. It's in his name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.